The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Joining us is Christine Ng, who's the VP of Brands at Rainforce, which is an e-commerce aggregator that is focused on creating new customer brands on Amazon and beyond. All right, y'all. Yesterday, Christine and I talked about taking class past the 15 new international freaking markets. It's crazy. And today, we're going to continue that conversation, discuss Amazon's poop like a champion brand. Uh, so here's my conversation with Christine Ng, the VP of Brands at Rainforce. Oh my gosh. What's up? You're back. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Crazy conversation we had yesterday. Probably one of our longer podcasts just because we got into it. Let's start with just jumping right into it. Poop Like a Champion. Sounds awesome. Tell us about this campaign. Yeah. So it's, you know, specifically it's an Amazon seller that, so just, just for context, Rainforest, the e-commerce aggregator. And what that means is we buy brands, usually of Amazon. So we've actually focused a lot on Amazon and thinking and considering other platforms like on other areas, like there are other marketplaces out there. We doubled down on Amazon. Yeah, but but... What brands, sorry to cut you off here, Christina, yeah. but what, like, what brands do you guys own? Like you buy yeah, Amazon so brands. I would say aggregators are very mysterious. Most of us don't publish kind of the brands we own because honestly, some of them are just really not that cool. I think the other biggest brand that we bought is something called Nature Born, which is a baby brand, which has pacifiers and fruit feeders. But one of the brands I wanted to highlight today was really Poop Like a Champion because I was doing actually all the rebrand work for it. So in the aggregators, they generally buy brands. And I say brands very loosely in this context because they're usually solo products. I think in the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, were targeted ads for Amazon sellers. And they were like, okay, I'm going to build like my garden stapling business. Or I'm going to like make like a pancake mixer and then like brand it something, Right. And as a brand marketer and all the brand marketers listening, you're like, oh my God, like, how am I going to make this bought brands all over the world? I mean, you've got a Ukrainian brand that actually does like kind of tooling. And then you've got like a baby brand, like that was born out of Singapore. And then the brand that I'm going to talk about today that was born out of Canada. You've got all these brands. It's like, what do you do with them? Which ones can you actually turn into actual real brands where, you know, people resonate with the values, people resonate with the product. And so, yeah, this is the adventure of one of them. I, that, okay, that totally makes sense, man. We talked earlier. So uh, I know you're in Singapore and uh, I just got back from Hong Kong and Japan. And a uh, quick, quick little story. I think you'll find this funny because I, I totally relate to this because uh, I'm always thinking about brands and starting brands. I've worked on brands. And obviously when you go to Japan, like every toilet's a Toto, right? And it's, you know, obviously like awesome. Like we're like, why don't we have this in the US? Like water hits you and you're clean and 
dryers and the crazy shit. You're like, this is, this is amazing. So I started researching Amazon brands that were doing this. Like, why don't toilet seats get replaced with these ones in, in Asia? Like, Americans are dirty. Like, we need to clean it up here. And I looked and I was like, I saw all the, I saw like 15 different brands doing this, of course, on Amazon. Squatty Potty was the biggest one because it didn't need like the plug-in thing. So anyway, long story short, I kind of understand what you're talking about. And you see who's selling what on Amazon. There's a bunch of apps and shit for that. So you look for ones that someone's found an idea, they're selling decent on Amazon, but that has legs for a brand. Is that, um, I want to recapping through my little potty. That brand never made it, damn it, by the way. But we, uh, my buddy and I, who, you know, look at shit, uh, manufacturing shit all the time, we, we, we gave a run at it. But I, I know what you're talking about. So that, that hopefully that audience understand what you're talking about. Cause there's so many Amazon sellers that pop up. Okay. So poop like a champion. You found one, you bought it, and you, now you're going to create a brand, which is what you do. And yeah, tell us so about that. I think when we bought the brand, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like I came in probably after they bought the brand and then I was like, okay, this is cool. So in my interview, they were like, okay, we bought this brand. It was actually based on SNL's colon blow. There was a skit. It, yeah. And you know, for all of us who are in the right age group, we all understand when the skit was, because it's pretty old. But, you know, they're like, okay, now we need to attract, like, new people. It's kind of, like, hit its peak. It's a high-fiber cereal. And kind of did, like, a bunch of research test runs was just, like, asking people what they thought. And they were like, I don't want to shit my pants. Like, this is a bad image. And, you know, it's, like, probably, like, 60-year-old people, like, doing it. And I was like, okay, like, how do we think about this now? Okay, so how do we figure out our current audience? I think I think it was really 50 to 60-year-old people. And, you know, how do we also introduce kind of like the benefits of actually like pooping in the morning, right? So I, you know, this actually was a very long struggle because I was like, all right, let's just rebrand this. I had someone from P&G on my team. And they were like, you know what? Let's just rebrand the whole thing. Let's do prebiotics, right? It was like super trendy. Like everyone's taking supplements and wellness things. And no one wants to talk about poop, right? Like people will talk about like digestion, and like feeling light, but no one was using those words, you know, and everyone's like, okay, I don't want to use the word poop anymore. It's, it's right there on the box, by the way, like you cannot avoid it. It's just poop real big, you know? And, and also it's a really great eyeline on Amazon because you, you can't avoid the word poop. And actually that's how people buy it because they think it's hilarious. So I was like, okay, let's pivot one time. So one time I did, I was like, all right, let's do it. Gut, let's do gutsy. Let's like make it women focused. Let's make it pink. I made it like a magazine. Uh, so that, you know, when women were in the morning, like trying to like, you know, get their daily download, like I call it daily dump or whatever. I'd be like, all right, you can scan it and it'd be like an image of a woman. And then you'll read about her bio and like, it was kind of like an empowering serial. And then on the back, you had like kitty games. So the kid ideally, you know, would be distracted and be eating their cereal while the mom is like reading their daily dump. So we want to do that. But my bosses were like, oh, this is too expensive and too elaborate. So we parked that and then they're like, all right, we're back to poop like a champion, right? It's actually doing really well. And I was like, okay, damn it. Like I really was bullish on this prebiotic cereal for women. And if anyone wants to take a habit, because I was really proud of it. But so we're like, okay, we're back to poop. So I was like, all right, we're back to poop. What do we do? And I was like, you know what? I think I was watching Kevin Hart do Headspace and he actually thinks of pooping as a meditation. And I was very inspired by this because, yeah, you know, what do you do when you're on the toilet, right? Like, yeah, so I was like, all right, you're meditating, you're thinking. And actually, if you go on, there are actually a lot of podcasts about people doing, like, their poops and, like, you know, being at peace and, like, you know, getting their daily, those really daily dumps, like, their newest bits, right? So I was like, how do we make it feel like people are doing something meaningful? And they are, right? Like, you know, cleaning 
your yourself, like 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 letting go, like thinking about all those issues. So I was like, oh, let's shift to champion. Let's not talk so much of the poop part. But once you have taken a dump, literally, you are now a champion, right? You're powered to do your day. You feel lighter. You feel great. So I think a lot of it, I was like, what do champions do? What do champions really feel like how do you feel and and what are the archetypes that we can like, build into it so i was like so yeah i was like i used to be and we're like you know you look at all the competitors in the market with cereal right like one they're so iconic like you're challenging brands i mean of course you know magic spoon like and and then there's a couple others as well but the one that comes to mind is race the most much magic spoon and they've done characters and i was like okay why do you do animation right yeah. oh yeah and it's, yeah, <laughs> but they don't do poop and i was like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go deep into the poop thing you know um, it was was the human the human truth was that you feel like a champion after you're done pooping kind of yeah yeah that's the universal truth that's the, everyone kind of does that's the human truth you guys found. Yeah. that's amazing so you know we're just not gonna avoid the word poop I mean we made a lot of poop jokes obviously and shit and like also things like people send me memes about like with dump trucks like backing up like you know like oh don't get backed up oh yeah you know I was like just lean in we have to lean in you know like you can't like like people we had originally just been kind of circling it and I was like we gotta we just gotta go into the deep end see it just keeps going yeah absolutely but, you know, so rebranded it. I don't think the rebrand's ready that yet, but we just really focus on archetypes. So, like, meaning, like, okay, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's actually done very kind of, it's it's fun. Like, we had an older woman, obviously, you know, our main demographic, but she's really kooky and fun. We've got a skater boy who's like, you know, I don't remember the morning after. I don't know what's happening. And then I, we have like, you know, your kind of very ambitious entrepreneurial woman. She wakes up, she reads kind of like a FT, her Wall Street Journal, uh, you know. So and then we have a little girl and we have a little girl who's like, you know, I just want to be a princess and I want to grow up being a princess or a moment. And she's also eating a cereal and being like, you know, so we've got all these kind of archetypes to kind of build off on because it's really important. And, you know, we actually also did research like the little kids also hating people because I mean, Maybe an overshare here. I really hated it when I was a child. So, you know, if I had a fun way to kind of do it, that would be helpful. Yes, it's a genius. Yeah, it, it start your day. I yeah. mean, people talk about it with coffee, yeah. but that you, you certainly did the consumer research. You, you found the personas that, that work and you're going to launch this and sell a shitload of cereal <laughs> uh, through the Amazon channel on this campaign. Exactly. I mean, I think I was so great. We found a native audience. We found a native audience on Amazon, but it was just like, okay, how do we take this? Okay. How do we build on it? Right. And it's such a in your face name. Yeah. Will it go outside the Amazon channel too? I believe so. I think the plan is we've built a Shopify store and we have it. But it was just fun to kind of figure out the archetypes. I mean, the biggest thing was like, so we actually approached an animator and they were like, okay, you know what? Let's just make it bold and roll. It's bold and roll in friends. And I was like, for the longest time, and I was like, I don't know. I, people were like, I have a problem with like a toilet roll and a bowl, like hang gliding on, on the box. And I was like, oh. and people were getting like really riled up about that, you know? I can't imagine my creative team and us sitting down in a brainstorm in the brief and the kind of the kind of shit yeah. that would come back would be in, in tons of ideas, whether it was on strategy or not, I don't know. Hopefully yeah, somewhere. so that we even had like people sitting, like we animated people on like sitting on toilets. So like, like literally doing your business. So there's like some briefcases here and he's like scratching his head and we're like, this is not working. So... I'm really excited about the new material. So in the end, we, we ended up making like mini champions. Like we drew kind of silhouettes of champions and like jumping in and out of cereal. Because that's how it makes you feel, right? Like doing a lot of research on animation, like why do you do that? Because like when you look at Tony the Tiger, 
It makes you feel great, you know, like Fruit Loops, like just makes you like take you away the token. So I'm like, what have these iconic brands kind of taught us, right? Like, it's just having fun. You know, it takes you away. It's fantasy. So that's kind of what I, I wanted to also build when you're meditating, you're taking yourself away, you're letting yourself kind of go somewhere else. So yeah, I think there's a lot to build on it. So I'm really excited. That Kevin Hart insights interesting too about the meditation. I on Headspace. Shout out to Headspace. We're, we're oh, pitching okay. Headspace. So. Yeah, I love you. Headspace. <laughs> okay, so what do you, what did, what are kind of the campaign? Can you talk about your campaign goals or lift or expected lift or any? Yeah, I mean expected lift. I mean this this brand. I'm okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk numbers, but I don't care anyway. It's a million dollar brand. Anyway, well, it's you, a million you, dollar. Brand, right? Like I hypothetically, what? I think honestly, some of your brand efforts really. When it comes to a rebrand, right, you've got to decide what that is. Like, we hit a saturation point. Yes. So I think, like, for every flavor of cereal that we are expected to do, we're expecting average order value to actually go up by 3x. We were set, we're selling $10 a box cereal. So, I mean, that's not cheap. The cereal is expensive, right? Yeah, and, you know, we look at our competitors. We looked at kind of Magic Spoon. And I was like, guys, we need more flavors. We had high fiber and we had cinnamon. And I'm like... How many we only have two flavors. I think three right flavors? now we're going to start launching. We're going to launch chocolate and we're going to launch uh, honeycomb. And even that was a huge debate. Like we fight over flavors all the time. Like some people was like strawberries and cream. I was like, what is that? So I shot out many, many ideas, but eventually I was like, okay, we need to form kind of like a flavor set. And that's why I think average order value is going to go up because we realized as we launched flavors, we were actually adding... Because my worry was like, okay, we're going to like lose all our high-fiber people, r- original flavor to chocolate, right? But we realized that every time we introduced the flavor, we were actually adding on to our audience set. And they were actually expanding. So like it became from like, you know, maybe one person eating it, like maybe your grandma. And then they're like, oh, introducing new flavors. Like, okay, like little kid. Okay, you like chocolate. Okay, here you go. So we were actually expanding our audience. So we actually do expect average order value to go up per household. So hopefully 3X. And then also like, expanding like kind of eyeballs you know we're hoping like you know for at least a 20 percent lift so i mean just kind of using like benchmarks of kind of how what we've seen yeah that's kind of what we're hoping for that makes a ton of sense i do think when i see sometimes products and there's one product it's like you know not enough (laughs) seven products right off the bat probably too many so like kind of launching with that three going to five depending on the category of course and how long the company's been around and all all, all that matters and what channel obviously and, and all this other stuff you know matters but that that makes a ton of sense of expanding audience by increasing the flavors. And it sounds like you think a 3X lift in Amazon and, and then long term, this brand breaks out of Amazon and is a brand brand. By you so guys one thing I want to say about Amazon brands is it's usually singular skews. It's usually like, and to break out Amazon, you really need a target average order value, right? I mean, all marketers know this. You've got a target CPA. You know what kind of like long time LTV cap you have to hit. You need like a certain amount of average order value, right? So for me, like coming in, I was like, guys, like $11 is not enough because I'm going to end up spending 5X and I don't know if it's going to return that. So we need to do flavors. And my bosses are like, what do you mean? Like, why do you want to add flavors? We haven't even tested. So we tested first with cinnamon. And thankfully, like that actually projected and did really well because I actually own the PL as well for the brands during the time. So I was like, I was the responsible sales number. It's like really like, okay, I got to push the brand manager to actually monitor this. He succeeded, but we also killed products, right? There was this product that was called Senna Tea. So if people don't know, like there was this whole trend with diet teas and these diet teas actually just make you poop, right? Like Kylie Jenner, like all the celebrities were pushing it and they actually disrupt your insides. They're not healthy, right? This is the opposite. 
So I was like, this doesn't mesh with our brand values anymore. They make you poop, but they don't make you feel good, right? Because after a while, you're just irritating your bowels. So I actually killed that product. I think they're just selling off the remnants of it. But when we did this rebrand, we also reconsidered kind of like, what is it that we want to make people feel? Clean, great, and feel good. And make sure like the way they're doing it isn't unhealthy. So that was also a product that I ended up killing. And then making sure like, you know, everything kind of aligned to that. Again, I mean, back to your first podcast, I, I really... I keep taking away from you how important values are about brand values, yeah. consumer values, and they aligning. And, and up to your point again, I mean, so true to what you're talking about values. You killed something that didn't align with your values because they, they mean something to people and they mean something to brands. They have to match. Um, just one quick for, I, I deal with a lot of brands who own retail and now are, are actually doing the opposite of what we're doing now going into Amazon. Is there any sort of insights you can give to those brand marketers about some key numbers that you would look for in terms of lifetime value or or shopping cart size or anything like that? Any just, you know, quick yeah, top I, line? Uh, um, numbers, I mean, you're going to get those eyeballs, right? Because you're going to have to start spending all your tacos on Amazon. I think that's the one thing about brand marketers. You're going to feel a lot of pain. I'll tell you why. Because when you do all those little pictures and photos on Amazon, you feel like you're doing a PowerPoint presentation with bullet points. I think it's really, I can't really ballpark now. It's just so dependent on the product, right? You'll see a lift because what people do is you launch a product and then you dial up all the way. Like, like there are people doing 100% tacos. There are people really spending aggressively. Like you're not making money. And then you rank. The whole point of Amazon is ranking, making sure you get the right reviews. You might pay power reviewers to just get up there and get those eyeballs, get on the first couple like results pages, right? That's what you do. So it's actually very growth strategy, very paid. Like, but what's important is that you need to make sure. Turn on ad spend stuff like your, you know, mature brand and and using social to, you know, ramp up sales and make the cash registering. It's, it's about ranking and testing and getting the product out there. And then you can make it. Okay. So you got to make that investment. I like how you said it. It's like old school. It's like me going back to eBay. Like I think me and Ben were like at paid search days. We're, he was doing display, I believe. But like this is like going back, grooming your keywords, figuring out what works. I mean, and all the conjugations, right? And doing that, I, mean, I haven't audited a keyword list in ages until this thing. And I was like, I went into the console myself. I was like, oh no, no, I'm going to delegate it back. It's awful. But generally speaking, like brand marketers, you need to be aware also your content, your pictures need to be very like straightforward and tell a story in five slides. So that's why I call it more like PowerPoint. And then you've got your A-plus content, which kind of backs that up. But it's not very glamorous. I'm not going to lie. It's not glamorous. You want nice brand videos. What is, what is this PowerPoint shit? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just yeah, it, awesome. yeah, but the brand video comes at the end. It's so funny because it'd be like, it's always very stock, right? You have your stock image on Amazon. Then it's like, why is this good for you? Why should you buy? I mean, actually, it goes back to your, your like even your why is your house and why should you buy this? It's good for you. It's such a basic kind of uh, way of thinking, but we all need to do that exercise, and that's basically how you would map it out. So brand marketers need to kind of kind of take away the glossiness of kind of maybe the campaigns they're building and kind of go back to. Just really figuring out what your product does because you really have like two seconds. It's funny because sometimes when I talk to my product development team, they're like, oh, well, you know, they're going to get this and understand. It. I'm like, no, they have like two seconds and it's a, it's a giant. It's so many results, right? Even sending out a pancake mixer, even changing the color of the box. Like we have a Swiffer kind of clone in the portfolio. And the guy was like, okay, I've decided to change the packaging to like, I don't know, fluorescent pink. And that's what stands out. So as a brand person, I'm just like, oh my God. But like, 
uh, but you know, it's a very different way of standing out. Channel by channel is so yeah. different. You know, I mean, TikTok's different than Instagram. Totally. Amazon's different than Google search. And, you know, they're all so different. And you do, you know, before you could take a brand strategy, I think down. And today, certainly having your brand pillars and, and to your point, uh, the values, but then you have to sometimes throw that out the window a little bit and really understand the channel and Absolutely. how people shop in that channel. Man, there's so much yeah. we could go through. So when does this launch? So I'm, I'm, my Googling on Amazon is going to be a little, little weird because I'm, I'm going to be searching a lot of poop stuff and wondering when, when we're going to yeah, see I, this campaign. I can think you... the team is targeting next year. So I'm hoping that's out, but anyone curious can always ping me. But yeah, I think we're doing January, healthy, yeah, healthy, January, healthy February, time, yeah. healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, start your year fresh. But yeah, I think one thing about Amazon is a lot of, a lot of smaller brands, you don't, you don't have the opportunity to be like Kellogg's and pull all stuff off, off the shelves. So it's one of those things where like, if you're if you're considering buying Amazon brand and stuff, you need to think about like all those kind of logistics, like turnovers, because Amazon doesn't like it when you pull inventory. So it's also those considerations when you rebrand a brand on Amazon, what you're willing to do, how you're going to expire the old brand, or how do you like transition that? But yeah. Mm. A pull like a champion website should exist. Yeah. So- I think the rebrand is there, but also like even as a brand marketer, how do you kind of stagger it? Like I'm now I'm not a huge fan of that to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, I've dealt with that before. And so, so many lessons learned. Again, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna hammer home what you said on on values, both consumer values, market by market, brand values. I think you talked a lot about just the complexity of Amazon and somewhat not instinctual for marketers where Simple is better, like the PowerPoint presentation. Heard a lot about that. And uh, just a really unique model of what you guys are doing in terms of buying Amazon brands that have opportunity. I think that's really interesting. I and mean, we've just seen so many, especially during COVID, so many different Amazon brands pop up. And but to be thinking about how do you optimize that channel? And then how do you maybe break out of that channel into other channels? It's so reverse engineered from a lot of brand marketers I talked to, which I think is super interesting. I, I'm sure a ton of people, brand marketers listening to the show, they can take a lot of that knowledge. So again, we've gone long again because I, I can talk to you forever on this stuff. Obviously, very sophisticated. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Great. And also helping me really kind of think about things too. So I appreciate that. Oh, it's good. No, this, I mean, this is what this podcast is supposed to be for is just a safe space where we can talk about marketing and we can talk about brand marketing works, what doesn't work, like the school five P's price product bullshit. Like that's not going to anymore. Like we're way beyond that. And a lot of things too, like what I've learned at all these marketing conferences, like a lot of times it's just, you're going in the right direction. Like you should have confidence in what you're doing because you probably have the right instincts to your point. I think a lot of people listening to you be like, oh, I, these values, I knew it. I knew it was on the right spot. So I uh, thank you for joining. I, I love that. We're going to have to do another one because this was great. Uh, thanks, Ben, for setting this up. We're going to wrap that up and let Christine go. But thanks again to Christine Ng, VP of Brands at Rainforest for joining us. Um, if you'd like to hear more about Christine or contact Christine, you'll find her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Or you can visit their website and see what Rainforest is up to on these Amazon brand stuff at rainforest.life. And that's it. Thanks for joining us. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you haven't had a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, go to rebrandpod.com. We'll have summaries of all our episodes and guest contact information. You can subscribe to our newsletter. Or if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at Rebrand 
rebrandpod.com and then rebrand at rebrandpod on all the social channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. My uh, Twitter profile is SharkyAZ. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn, Scott Harkey. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance, just head to that podcast feed and uh, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and we'll be right back in your feed the next business day. I know for me, uh, I get mine when I'm at the gym. I'm like, all right, here we go. We got another one live. And that's it for today. But just remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.